Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and beer will make you get a dragon tattoo. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading Stieg Larsson's. Like <laughs> <laughs> this fucking Swedish chef. <laughs> Swedish. Stieg Larsson's, the girl with the dragon tattoo. And we're starting with this beer that I brought from the New Holland Brewing Company. It's we- called Dragon's Milk. And we're joined today by our long-suffering world's biggest fan, world's biggest fan, <laughs> Eli. <laughs> Welcome back, Eli. How you doing? Thanks for letting me ruin, I mean, join your podcast. Again. Did Nothing. we do this one already? This no. beer, I mean? Nothing can ruin this. The magic is strong. <laughs> How do you milk a dragon? Uh, by uh, dragon very teats. Very carefully. <laughs> Lizards don't have nipples. They have hot teats. <laughs> <laughs> they only get, they, they do steamed milk. <laughs> <laughs> you use it for when you're having cappuccino. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So this is one of the uh, more famous bourbon barrel-aged beers. It's a bourbon barrel-aged stout, but it's made year-round, which is rare because a lot of the... Much like dragons. Most <laughs> companies that make these put them out only once a year. And this one is 11% alcohol. It has a whole bunch of crap on here, but it was bottled only a couple, you know, three months ago, which for this kind of beer is really not much at all. What do you guys think? It's very chocolatey. It's thick. Like, there's a lot of... Dense flavors there. I like it. I'm okay with it. Yeah, it's delicious. And you can get this pretty much year-round if you go to a beer distributor with a decent selection, which is pretty awesome. I they, can kind of tell the bourbon barrel. Yeah, I don't get a lot of that. Really? I can tell. I don't know. What, are you using the smell or the taste? Taste. Like, sometimes when they make a bourbon barrel beer, you could smell it. And it smells like vanilla or bourbon smells sure. or just like oak smells. Sometimes you taste it. Maybe my palate's fried, but I don't really get a lot out of it. But they make variations on this that are harder to get. They'll make it where they add vanilla beans or they add, I don't know, cherry or whatever the fuck they do to it. There's these variations on this. So if you ever see one, grab one because they're pretty hard to get. But this is a pretty solid beer. Why would we have dragon's milk? <laughs> because the girl has a dragon tattoo. Not the, on, the, t- the title. Not the original title. Of course. Because that was not need a feed a bead a bead in Swedish. Bork, 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 bork. Bork, That was the original title. So the girl with the dragon tattoo is one of the main characters, though not even really the main character. So this um, shared bill. Whole series. So Stieg Larsson. Stieg Larsson. <laughs> wrote the entire series and then died before any of them were published. He Got just had the manuscripts, and then the, they were given to an, uh, a publishing house, and they basically... Had he written other stuff before? He was he a was journalist. He was a journalist. A jur- yeah. oh, right, right, like yeah, the yeah. main character, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll get back to that. Can we do the whole episode in Swedish, Chef? Can yes, we can. <laughs> that, no, we can't. So are, are you sure? Like these? <laughs> you sound Italian. I'll work on it. <laughs> don't distract me. I'm focusing in on my Swedishness. I'm just thinking about meatballs right now. You can understand why I want Italian. What's the book about? All right. So <laughs> the first thing is this prologue scene of some old Swedish douche. And he's like, what is this package? Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, it's another oh, yeah. framed flower. He's like, God damn it. No. I'm allergic to flowers. <laughs> White flower. Ah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Mendoza. <laughs> and then it goes to the main character. Yeah, okay. You're right. Sorry. But you're like, what the fuck did that have to do with anything for like half the book? Yeah. So there's a really long time before the actual mystery, because it is a mystery uh, story. There's a really long mystery, time before yeah. the mystery is, in fact, uh, introduced. Like, this is the kind of thing, you. this is this is what you need to find. Anyway. So the, 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 the... It's like... um. 
it was like another book. I can't remember what it was, but there's like it takes there's this whole setup thing that's way too. Oh, it's like fucking Scarlet Letter. Yeah, yeah, like the. the, the it's a little more. House. It's a little more related, but it's really long. Yeah. Well, the difference is in Scarlet Letter, it's like here's how I wrote this book, and yeah. then twenty five percent later, like and now the book. Whereas this, it's like here's the story. But you have to hear about every time somebody moved apartments or picked lint out of their belly button for fucking twenty percent of the book, and then you're like, "How much of that am I supposed to remember?" And every Almost single time he had to drink a cup of coffee. Man, we should have had just coffee beers again. because they drink coffee like there's no tomorrow. What? Like they just discovered it. In what is what is Aquavit? It's like vodka, isn't it? It's like a is it? it's a it's a it's a, it's a, it's a very strong liquor. Okay, because yeah. they drink that. I was like, "What the fuck is that?" I've heard like Aquavitae. I've used to do the same thing, but I didn't know that was either. So that is what it is, Aquavit. Okay. It's like an intense fucking, just like straight rot gut so nonsense. just rubbing alcohol. Yeah. Well, I mean, don't they have pretty strong um, alcohol laws in the Scandinavian state, the Nordic states? They have... Like they tax the they have, dick they, out they of it. Tax, they tax the fuck out of it. Like a six-pack in Norway, I know that's not that's not Sweden. Same thing. Is like 40 or 50 bucks yeah. for a six-pack So of shit beer. I visited Sweden, I don't know, years ago. Um, local family, had dinner with them. Great night. They're like, oh, do you know moonshine? What do you mean? <laughs> everybody gets, because of what you're saying, the tax law, everybody has locally distilled alcohol delivered, like the old school, old school milkman. Oh you I leave the empty moonshine bottles on the stoop. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> and that's what, I'm not kidding. They leave an old like uh, absolute bottle out. Guy p- collects it, drops a full one. That's fantastic. Yep. We should have that in America. Yep. True story. I've heard about this uh, someone else who has a, a Norwegian girlfriend, and he went there, and then they were like, "Here, drink this shit, American boy." And he's like, "God, that's fucking alk. That's like motor oil. What did you just give me?" Like, yeah, we don't drink that part of it. <laughs> and then <laughs> you want to fuck America. my cousin? You're going to drink that. But then they all just got shit faced on stuff they like, yeah. using like the sticks of Norway. They just brewed themselves. Yep. Like, fuck you, government. I'll take your free health care, <laughs> but I'm not paying <laughs> fucking alcohol tax. Something I think we the drunk guys book club can get on board with. <laughs> Do they have an alcohol tax here? What? Do they have an alcohol what? tax? What? Socialized health care? Just not paying tax on alcohol. Oh, yeah. Because if we did, this would be a much more difficult process. Yeah, they, would, they would put us out of business. Sure. We can do one episode a month. <laughs> so then, after that weird first scene, it goes into the actual main character, whose name is Michael Bloomfist, and he is an investigative reporter for a liberal magazine in Sweden called Millennium called Millennium and it's the not whole dated at all <laughs> yeah right and the whole series is called the Millennium series so they have a magazine called Millennium which is some liberal rabble rousing bullshit they exist to take down the evils of businessmen who cheat yeah they're like a financial magazine it's liberal porn yeah for that's sure. really what it is they're like yeah sticking it to the capitalist pigs and making Swedish meatballs out of that pig. Mm, meatballs. But as the <laughs> as the book opens, the main character he's in trouble because he's just been convicted of libel of printing something that isn't true about and that the, he's about, about the to go to evil jail. man, the evil industrialist. And he has to go to the hard hard time of Swedish jail, which, which is where you just don't get to fuck your wife for three weeks. Yeah, when they actually do go to jail, he's just like he sits around, and writes he, his book. He's allowed to gamble because you're allowed to gamble as long as the pot's no more than five euro. Or five kroner or whatever. Five kroner, by the way, nowadays is like, holy shit, nothing. Well, like, everything costs, like, oh, I, you know, I rent this thing, and oh, the meal was 11,000 kroner. Like, oh, Jesus, what? <laughs> so they're constantly talking about the euro bullshit. Uh, not the euro, the kroner. And how, oh, I have this many kroners. I, and I know my account down to this many 
Kroner cents. <laughs> I don't know what they're called. I can't remember. Millie what Kroners. So anyway, Lundquist, he's about to go to jail. The his magazine because he's like co-owner or he's co. He's the most owner. Publisher or he's the he's, he's the, the most owner. He's the yeah. I mean, I don't. He's the boss. Yeah, he's 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 one of the bosses. And anyway, the magazine he, he, is definitely in financial trouble, though it's not like totally gone. Um, and so things are looking definitely down for. Michael Bloomquist. Well, he has to pay a shit ton of money, like 150 bajillion trillion kroner. $14. And he has to go to jail for three months. Yeah, 90 days, right? It's cushy jail. There's 40 people in the whole jail. It's conjugal visit jail. It's also libel. So, you know, it's not like a hardened criminal. But he still when? has to go to jail. And he can yeah. put, put it off. Like, nah, yeah. I don't want to go yet. You're like, when do you want to go to jail? Like, I'll go to jail later. Like, that's cool, man. <laughs> Let us know yeah, when you want to go to jail. That's, 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 that's what they do. <laughs> no, man, I, I'm not going to, I don't want to wait late this into a conversation about judicial reform, but Scandinavian jails have a much lower recidivism rate than what we have here in the States. No, certainly. Maybe they figured something out. When you just sit in a cell all day and listen to AHA, you're like, I don't want to do crime anymore. Just let me the fuck out of this. <laughs> just take on me out of here. <laughs> This jail's been scared of the living daylights out of me. See, that is a deep aha cut. Wow. Nobody will get it. Uh, I went to their farewell tour in America. I wish I had. It was, it was fantastic. You're, you're, I, knew, I, knew, I knew two songs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> those, were, those were both of them. Uh, they have one, The Blood That Moves the Body. That's a uh, song? The Sun Always Shines on TV, but not in Norway because it's dark for three months. Terrible. <laughs> it also doesn't shine on that island where that guy shot 100 kids. Oh, yeah, not anymore, yeah. <laughs> and he went, to re- he went to regular Scandinavian jail. And he has like 17 years left in jail. <laughs> That was Norway, though, not yeah. Sweden. Tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato. I, <laughs> if a Swede and a Norwegian were standing next to each other and like talking They'd at me. They'd be really tall and blonde. And I wouldn't be able to tell which one was Swedish, which one was... One Norwegian. has meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> one has a helmet with horns on it. And one has... And a beard. And they both have a bucket of pickled fish. Yeah. <laughs> have a pickled herring? No. No, I, want, I don't want that. There was on. Um, <laughs> I have real food here. I forgot what shitty channel it was. Like a like a um, public access kind of channel. They'd occasionally show a cooking show, and it was Scandinavian cooking with Tina Nordstrom, who was kind of a hot, random Scandinavian chick. Yeah, sure. Kind of like if it was on when I was in, you know high oh, school or college, on. I'd be like, I'll check that out. Every dish, the central ingredient was pickled herring. <laughs> <laughs> so you take a pickled herring and you put the. Other pickled herring on it, and you're like Jesus, that sounds disgusting. Pickled herring with a side of pickled herring. It was all the meals in the book sound terrible. Well, Every time they stopped to eat, it was disgusting. It was I some... made an open sandwich with roast beef and pickles. Like, Ew, oh, dude! The worst what are you, a pregnant woman? Who the fuck <laughs> eats that? He did get her three bagels. I brought you three bagels. Exact. I have a, I have a beef, a fish, and a vegetarian <laughs> bagel. It was turkey. Oh, it's turkey. turkey. Yeah. They don't have fish in Scandinavia. Everybody eats fish. <laughs> That's not a question. That's what the vegetarian one was. Fish. They were all, it was like fish and bacon, fish and turkey, <laughs> fish and not fish. So okay, anyway. That's a much later part of the book. That's true. So anyway, Bloomquist. Yeah, we, it's Bloomquist. Th- this is the part of the problem, though. Sorry. It takes like an hour and a half of reading to like, what is this book about? Yeah, no, for sure. It's true. It really takes forever. The real book is sandwiched in the middle of bullshit. A big... It's like a turd sandwich, but if you named a sandwich after the bread. It's like when you get a burger at a restaurant and the, the bun is like two inches thick on both sides. Like, what the fuck is this? I don't need this much goddamn bread. It's the anti-Atkins burger. Yeah. So speaking of which, we're quite a few minutes into this and we haven't even talked about what it's, a, what it's about yet. All right. I'm much like the book. Just saying. It's true. 
So anyway, we are reenacting it for you, <laughs> the listener, <laughs> or the experience of reading it <laughs> without telling you what actually happens. Okay. Um, so Bloomquist gets a call from an industrialist who says, "I want to come talk to you. I want you to come talk to me." So he goes up there to northern Sweden, more northern, even Sweden. more isolated. Yeah. Uppsala. And this, I actually forget this guy's name right now. Mm, banger. Wanger. Wanger. Banger. Yeah. Wanger, banger. Wanger, banger. banger thank banger. you, Mammer. The whole Wanger family. And, 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 yeah, the story. That's like this, like the story. But I'm forgetting this, this the old guy's first name. That's what I mean. Henrik? Uh, Henrik. Henrik. Henrik Wanger. Henrik is the good one. All the other ones are the bad ones. So anyway, this, he, this guy is like 80 years, 80 something years old. 82, I believe. And he has this whole like... Yeah, this whole like crazy family, which you end up going to meet during the book. Uh, but he's like got this the, the, central. They own like one of the old timey biggest manufacturing things, but they're part of their their business is dying out. Yeah. But anyway, the family has this like uh, mystery in that the his granddaughter. Uh, his, this is way his, back. It's his brother's it's grand- his granddaughter or something. So it's his niece. Grandniece. It's his brother. It's his brother's granddaughter. Yep. Because, uh, but he's brother's dead, so... Or maybe like, his brother's daughter. his brother's daughter. Yeah. There's too many fucking sweets. Anyway, okay, whatever. Brother's family lady. I swear I paid attention. <laughs> but it was too many. The point is, this girl, she, she died. Well, that's what we think. Anyway, she, this girl, she died that's the back only in 1962. 66. 66? Back in 1966. And this is, this is around... vanished. This takes place, you know, in the you know, late 90s or early 2000s or whatever. At the millennium. Oh. At the millennium, exactly. And so this mystery has never been solved, and so you know, the police have just basically stopped working on it. But it's been forty years. Henrik has. Um, they don't have cold case files. All the cold. In all Sweden. the cases are cold. <laughs> it's just cold all year long. <laughs> They're always cold. Uh, he, you know, he's an old man, and he wants somebody to reopen the case and look into it. And he decides, I'm pick you, Michael Bloomquist, because you have time on your hands, and you are good at investigating stuff. I guess. And so, and I will pay you a whole bunch of money. You, pay you can turn it down. a load of money. I mean, though, it sounds like if, you know, a beer was 100,000 kroner, then... A he, beer was 100 kroner. 150 so being paid... Kroner. Wasn't he paid like 100,000 a month he was, or something like you, that? He's been paid I, like I a million. In, I mean, this is written 20 something. years ago. I was in Sweden last year, and we had a bar bill that would here have been like, I don't know, 80 bucks. It was 1,100 kroner. And we were like, that sounds like money. And we just... Well, I mean, he, was, he was going like, to pay him, what, Sweden. like a million it was for a 2. year. It was 2.4 million kroner for the Two, year. Oh, yeah, 2.4. And you double it if you fucking solve it. Yeah. So it was, it's a lot of money, especially sure. for a shitty newspaper that no one reads. It's like, oh, it's more money than I've ever seen. Boop, boop, boop. But he's also like, this has been bothering me, and I have spent a tremendous amount of my own energy and money, and I've reached nothing and but dead he's ends. he's so rich, he doesn't give a fuck. Here are all the crazy shit I've collected. You figure it out. And also write my family's biography. That's important, too. Well, that's the cover, right? It's partly, it's partly a cover, but it's also he just wants someone to do that because he's kind of, you know, well, it's an important family and he's kind of nervous. It's as if he suspects the, th- the, the two things are related. <gasps> that's the sound an old man makes in Sweden. <laughs> anyway, uh, Harriet's the one that, that disappears. Died. Yeah, right. like, oh, look how beautiful she is and her so, Swedish beautiful. Anyway, we can go into like definitely more of the detail of the mystery. In the that, the day she disappeared, there was also this other weird stuff going on on the island where there was this like big accident and nobody was really paying there attention. Was a, there was a car accident on the one bridge on and off the island. And so, therefore, whoever did this to her 
had to have been on the island at that time. Because you couldn't possibly have gotten in and out. And that's what you he, couldn't. He, that's what they said, because it was like too cold to swim, because it's fucking Sweden. And there were like no boats missing. There it's were no like boats like missing. It's like playing a mad game of Clue. It's like exactly everyone's right. locked mm-hmm. in. It has to be one of us. That's exactly what he says. It's like a trapped, uh, a sealed a locked room. room. A locked room. That's what it is. A locked room mystery. It's, it has to be someone in the room. It's like Clue. Except this room is a Swedish island. Because they couldn't do guess who. Because they'd be like, is he blonde? <laughs> and they're like, oh, <laughs> shit. Yes. Blue eyes? <laughs> yep. Is he six and a half feet tall? Yes. Yep. <laughs> Duh. Did you give in to the Nazis? So, um... Yep. Did we the Swedish get into the Nazis? What? Well, that, a lot of that, a lot of this book is kind of about that. I mean, they, maybe they didn't as much during the war itself. Some did. I can't no. remember. I think Sweden was actually neutral. How could they However, manage to be neutral though? Like Norway's north of them, right? How did? Well, they, they just like, like leave us alone. Yeah, well, they were kind of sandwiched between Finland and Norway, and Finland was Finland fought back hard. Finland was part of. Russia, but totally almost. got taken, but got taken yeah. over, but still fun. Well, they talk about they talk fucked, about the man. they talk Finland about the fucking Winter ass. War and shit and that. Like one of his uncles was a veteran of the Winter War. Like, yeah, you know, I don't know what that is. That was the Finland versus Russia war where they fucked the shit out of Russia. Eventually, they lost, but they did pretty well considering the size of the two countries. So Sweden was technically neutral for the whole war, but they did allow uh, the Nazis to like pa- use Swedish like to pass through Sweden so that they could go attack. To- both Finland and Norway. So they were kind of like collaborators who oh. weren't officially on their side. Mm. How brave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How Oslo can you go? <laughs> it's a different country. I know. I know it's a different country. And hit, they had that, Stockholm that, syndrome. That hit too close to Stockholm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so before we talk about the other important character in the book, we should probably just more beer? open another beer. There might be more beers. I um, told there'd be beer. This is called Something Cold. Which describes the book. Sweden. It's cold there. Oh, God, what is this? This is a 5% alcohol premium blonde ale from Charleston, South Carolina, from the Edmonds Oast Brewing. Not Edmonds Coast. Orc or Oats. I could fucking spell. It's Oast. You don't look happy at all. You look perturbed. Mm. It's, I think I, it's, I was so this beer is pronounced perturbed. Oh, that's true. This is just a regular beer. Thanks, Edmonds Oast. Wearing it, it, it is quite cold. Uh, you can thank my refrigerator for that more than you can thank Edmund's Oast. Well, it's a picture of a refrigerator on it, so you can also do that. Yeah. I mean, I dig the label. It's cool, minimalist kind of thing. I don't like this beer. It's unobjectionable. It's just, this is a hangout and roasted pig beer. Yeah. Fair. It's, so, it's yeah. something cold for a hot day. I couldn't tell you a single detail about its taste. It's a very, very light beer. Not like, you know, the legal definition of a light beer about calories, but it's a, li- it's a light beer. But not oh. offensive. Yeah, it's, just, it's whatever. It's, there's nothing special about it. Like, I couldn't pick it out of a lineup. I couldn't like yeah. smell. It. Oh, yeah, that's that's that one. Like, there's nothing. Eh, nothing yeah. about it. Thank Edmund's host. Good try. Well, Sweden's cold. Back to the story. So yeah. So the other. So the title character is the other person we need to talk about. It is the girl na- with the dragon tattoo whose name is Lisbeth Salander. She is well, yeah, basically a very strange person. I thought Salander. Me too. I was like, oh, like Salamander. Cool. Because it's a dragon, and it's a salamander. So she is a very short... She's like very she's short. like 4'11". Yeah. Fucking short. Fucking, like, tiny person. Really full skinny. Of, full, really, really skinny. Tatted up. Full of rage. Yeah, and she has... Um, she, she's, like, a very awkward person. She kind of has no social skills. And I think they this is sort of a, a stereotype. Like, that how, many, here, uh, how many... How f- many, like, f- she's got so many piercings in her face. She's got two. 
Yeah, she has like, her nose two. pierced and her okay. lip pierced or something. You know, yeah. she dresses in all black and like yeah. you know with a black leather jacket. She has a lot of piercings. She's like a she, punk goth kid. She wears yeah. t-shirts with things on it like "Don't talk to me till I have my coffee." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> one of them. Like a dick. Like the world ended yesterday. Something now suck my dick today. Yeah. Yeah. Just just sounded like she listened to the Cure and shopped at Hot Topic. I, it's a big Hot Topic came to mind. I was like, yeah, this yeah. is a Hot Topic person. This is not an outcast. <laughs> That's someone who goes to fucking. <laughs> That's big boy and under these Spencer's gifts and Hot Topic. <laughs> Dead on. And she has a number of tattoos. One of which is a large tattoo of in the a dragon. book. In the book, it's a small tattoo. Uh, that is they something changed they changed it. Yeah. In, in one of the translations, but I think in one of the later editions of the English translation, they changed it back to a large back tattoo. Of oh. It like starts at her because they were saying like her in, in the in the movie it was different because in the movie it's enormous, but in the book it's small. That's the difference between the book and movie. It's Depends which one. In the according to Good Wikipedia, point. in the original Swedish version, it was a very large back okay. tattoo. Well, dragons are quite large, so that makes sense. She had a larger dragon on her <laughs> even body. Though, even though the, her torso was one foot. She's a little petite thing who just hates everything. And she's a super hacker. And she's, that's the thing well, she does. She's that, yeah. a hacker. What, well, and she has a job. She's an investigator. She has she's a job as, a, as an investigator with a sort of private security company, I guess. And her job Doing is just to... background checks. And sort for of the one Armenian guy in Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Kardashian. What's yeah. his name? I forget his name. It's something. It doesn't really Arlo? Matter. I have no fucking idea. Someone day. Someone day. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Her boss. Her boss. And he's like, he ca- and then there's like a long shaggy dog tail about how he wants no, to fuck Armansky? her. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, sounds he right. White, he's Armenian? Oh, yeah. I, I think he's Armenian. Because it was like a random shit. I was like, I don't know if this matters or are you just being racist? But she, he's like, I, he's she's like, like I, a daughter to me. She works for my, my firm. But I'd hit that. And then she's <laughs> like, you know, I know you want to hit this. She's like, no. I'm interested, but I am, have a wife, and I don't want to hit that, but I do want to hit that. It's like, I really don't understand what the fuck you're talking about. Well, what he's saying is what every man thinks, and is like, listen, in a physical level, I would totally put my penis in you. If I but had, as a person with responsibilities my and like a family and like my life will be ruined, I'm going to be responsible and not fuck that. Not that I've ever been in the position to say that to somebody, but I've, like, in my fantasies, it's always <laughs> like, please, no, I have a wife and, and a family and I have a home. You'll just have to take your pussy elsewhere. <laughs> not here. I respect it, though, and if I could, I would hit it and promptly quit it, but not today. <laughs> That's basically what he says to her. Yeah, pretty much. A big part of the whole book is that this is Stieg Larsson's fantasy porn. The whole book is Stieg Larsson's a fantasy. A lot of it was about, uh, it was like a t- it was about Sweden's problem with Nazis and Sweden's problems with women. Because men hate women. Men do hate women in this book. In Sweden. Well, some of the men. Yeah. Not Stieg Larsson. Not he Stieg makes Larson. love to the women. He does. I'm sorry, Michael Blomqvist. Fist. He bloom fists them. Yeah. Yeah, like the, the most desirable dude in the whole of Sweden. He gets so much trim. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got <laughs> pussy falling he bangs, on him everywhere. He bangs literally every female character except the grandmother. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. But you don't know that he doesn't. <laughs> they they never say that. He spends a few months unoccupied. Oh, wait. The housekeeper. Uh, you never know. <laughs> I'm sure one day he was like, I don't need a special cleaning. Uh, maybe that was in the first draft and they just took it out again. Yeah, he definitely did. <laughs> this book started as Swedish erotica. That's how the book <laughs> started. You're never going to believe. I never thought this would ever happen. <laughs> like a penthouse letter. Nobody remembers that. They I moved, do know exactly. They moved me to a secluded island and I banged everyone. <laughs> I need a special cleaning on my groin. Well, like the whole thing they, is a partner at the at the newspaper. Erica Berger. Erica Berger. Hamburger. Erica Hamburgers. <laughs> She's married to some douchebag artist, but they're like fuck buddies, and they're, her 
weird artist husband's like, that's cool. I was like, I'm going to spend the weekend with Michael. I was like, that's cool. Wash your pussy before you come home. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone with a fucking inch and a half of gash on the island of whatever the fuck they're on. Hedestron. Giving him Hedestron is <laughs> in like magnet to the to his dick. Oh, there's a new dick here. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> and he just gets sucked in. He's like, oh, what's this about? And he just opens the door. And his dick points the way like the North Star, <laughs> and just women just swoop onto it. But yeah, everybody's crazy tall and in shape and beautiful. Like, go fuck yourself, Swedes. <laughs> to Erica Berger, accurate. Uh, She's like super hot. The most unaccurate part is that actually, whenever they give you any details about Michael Blomqvist, which is pretty rare, yeah. he's not particularly tall or good looking or in shape. Not at all. But she's just like, he's got that good dick. I did think that. Every single name sounded like, in the book, sounded like a piece of Ikea furniture. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Everyone's name. Get the Heinrich. No? Yeah. I don't remember a lot of the names. Heinrich? Is Heinrich? So I know Henrik. There's Henrik and, you know, Michael and Erica and Lisbeth. And there's Martin, who's not that interesting as a name, but... Uh, and then there's the... Uh, the other brother has a crazy name with, like, a G. Gunner? No. Gunther? There, there, there might have been another Gunner. Yeah, Godfried. Gunner. Yeah, yeah, there's a Gunner. Godfried. 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 And he was a Nazi. Yeah, yep. that's another thing. As soon as this whole shit starts, Heinrich, Henrik or whatever the fuck his name is, is like, let me tell you about my family. There's a whole bunch of Nazis. And you're like, wow, that's an interesting story. Where are we going with this? Spoiler, nowhere. The Nazi thing goes nowhere. It, well, I mean, I, yeah, it, doesn't, it's not really, it shouldn't really be part of the story. But it, it, it's because Stieg Larsson was... He there, wrote a whole there, bunch of articles about yeah, Nazis. Yeah, there's a bunch of Nazi shit in Sweden still, and people don't talk about it. And it's like there's this, this layer of Nazism where just, oh, yeah, that guy's a Nazi. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That's, yeah, but he, you know, he has the best pickled herring. <laughs> he makes the most dank meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, you know, he moves to the island for a year. Yeah, all right, fine. I'll live here. But the one thing that it's, this book doesn't do it often, but sometimes it does it very well. It ends the chapters with like the, oh, shit, I got to keep reading kind of line. And the line for that particular passage where Henrik is like, here's what you got to do. This is what I want you to figure out. My family, who killed my niece, and why they've been trying to drive me insane for 42 years. And you're like, whoa, that's kind of crazy. End of chapter. Fuck. Like, it does that well occasionally. We're like, oh, man, that's a good kind of cliffhanger yeah. Like, oh, it's, where it's, do we go it next? It's in its heart like a detective story. Dan Brown does it better. Dan, because Dan Brown's chapters are fucking seven sentences long. <laughs> How do you guys think about that setup? I mean, does it feel like a real setup? Does it feel forced? What do you mean setup? Like this, like the setup of yeah, the, whole the whole mystery? He's got to write a book whole thing. and investigate a... Why would you hire a journalist to investigate a murder? Well, I mean, if he's, he's a guy who does in-depth investigated investigations and he's not he's going to do it better than the police said well he's saying he's saying like everyone's tried for 40 years you know give it a shot i don't expect that you'll actually do it but if you do it i'll give you a lot of money but if you don't do it it's cool as you tried man i got nothing to lose as literally it's like i don't give a shit if you do it i hope you get it but whatever man it feels very 19th century-ish you know like uh, sherlock holmes or wilkie collins like those kind of detective things we're like this is extremely artificial yeah like, let me hire this man, because he will write the memoirs of my family's tale, and in the process, unearth the murderer of my dead niece. That seems very Sherlock Holmes. Well, the guy was very old, so maybe he was into that sort of shit. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes just got to Sweden. That's what I was thinking. Very forced. It felt like Magnum P.I. I'm going to hire you for one thing, and you're going to solve crimes on the side. <laughs> like, you're going to fuck my <laughs> wife. Yeah. 
you your can't shave selling. your mustache. <laughs> you couldn't wear you couldn't wear those shorts in this book though because it's too cold. It's true, it was cold one. Speaking of that, this is a cold, cold one. Yeah. Speaking of that, let's have the beer called cold one. <laughs> this is what did we do before? We did something cold. Yeah, I this is a cold, okay. I thought, like, this man, is a cold one. Got two beers with the same name. This is a it's a Kolsch. A German style. A German style Kolsch. It's cold one with a K. Ooh, cool. From the Millhouse Brewing Company. Can I just say I think Kolsch blows before I even sip this? That's fair. I know the guy at one of the breweries you visited was like, no, Kolsch is uh, the future. That was the. Uh, I know where it was. I know where. Yeah. I think that is Sorry. not true. I don't believe you. Kolsch blows. That's it's, like saying. Fucking Vanilla is my favorite ice cream. Arnold Palmer's are the way of the future. Like, here's a thing that's just in, no one could argue with it, but it's not great. That's the future. Kolsch blows. Lemonade and iced tea is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, like like and, okay, but there's no such thing as like a transcendent Arnold Palmer when you're like, oh my god, that Arnold Palmer was way below par. Like, <laughs> just, just, just they all. This was an eagle of an Arnold Palmer. Only <laughs> because you didn't think of it first. Saying Arnold Palmer, yeah. Or creating one, putting the two together. I mean, I mean, I, I love an Arnold Palmer when I can get one. <laughs> if you could say it, if I could say it. <laughs> but there, there's no distinction between Arnold Palmers. Like if we all four mix them in our own various, <laughs> various ways. They'd all be like, "That's delicious." There's nothing special about them. It's a thing you drink when you're a child or a diabetic. <laughs> like I love or an, alco- or an alcoholic, but I need some fucking. I need that juice in there. <laughs> that sweet, sweet juice. That's how I feel about Kolsch. It's like, yeah, it's a beer, and it's okay. But there's no such thing as a good one. There's nothing that stands out. Did you try this? I did try it. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. It's perfectly fine. That's like, exactly what I'm that's saying. And that's all it will ever be as a genre. That's my beer. criticism. Is there's nothing, there's no way to be a great Kolsch. There's no way to be a Kolsch. Like, like, man, this that is Kolsch the most, my dick off. This is the most basic thing I've ever had. I loved it. Extreme Kolsch. I mean, I guess it's like a pumpkin spice latte. Yeah. There's no way to make it better. So he's on this island. And it's a cold And one. he's investigating. And for months, he doesn't turn up shit. Sometimes he has to stop and go to jail. He has to stop and go to jail, mm-hmm. and he writes the first chunk of his book, which he's been researching. And he's got to fuck Cecilia. Yeah. Oh, I got a beer for her. <laughs> yeah, the next door neighbor, who literally, within moments of meeting him, is like, "I'd better touch your penis." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally within moments. Uh, she's like sexy. the she's like the uh, the she's widow a, a of one of, of the cousins or something. Headmistress of something. Yeah. Oh yeah. But she's she was the widow of one of the bangers. That's why she's on the island. Yeah. And she's like, I haven't been stuffed in a while. I'm feeling like having turkey Stoofed. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I believe there's a. De- I think that's a direct quote. Name. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly. How did you remember so well? It's yeah. weird because they don't have Thanksgiving there, so I was really surprised they said that. <laughs> yeah, some. It's weird. Like, there's no. Sh- there's shitty pacing in this book. Mm-hmm. You know, like there. It should have been like a chapter about him, and then a chapter about her. And it kind of should have gone back and forth. Right. That's how these books tend to work, where everybody gets like close to something and then sh- shifts over here, which is what Dan Brown does all the time. Right. He has like three characters or three things happening, and you never get to yeah. the end of it until the end of the book. Yeah. But in here, in this book, it's like, and let me give you 37 pages about his fucking real estate dealings. And at the end... He had an open roast beef sandwich <laughs> <laughs> with pickles, and, and she gets, she gets like like nine paragraphs thrown in throughout. That. Yeah, and there's like star, 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 and Elizabeth got a tattoo and wore a T-shirt that said, "Hey, I know I look like a cunt, but I don't need it." And that's like <laughs> okay, and then that's the section. That's what happens. Yeah, end of chapter. Like, wait, what the fuck was that about? What did she have to do with anything? For a the first of half of the book, she's not important. You're like, what no. is this? So. It, it just felt paced so stupidly, which made reading this a chore. 
it really wasn't fun. I really wanted to like this book. I sort of have the theory that um, the author planned to make it about Bloomquist, Bloomquist, but then the character of the girl with the dragon tattoo just kind of ended up being so much more interesting that he kind of made it about that instead. Less so in this book, but once you get into the second the book and the third like book... Almost entirely about her. Yeah, exactly. So he decides to take the whole series in that direction instead. Well, let's have a beer why. about her. Because I wrote this one. It's called Baba by Uinta, but it has a black sheep on it. And that's why I picked it, because she's like, doesn't fit in black sheep. She's a rebel. She is in the hot topic way, as Eli said. And she's got a painful backstory. I mean, they do get into that for a bit. She, yeah, she has this backstory, but uh, maybe, yeah, maybe I missed it. Is her full backstory explained in this book? No, definitely okay, not. Okay, good. They go it's into just like, way more in the next ones. It alludes to like her mom's in an like old folks home or like a, some kind of asylum or something where she can't take care of mm-hmm. herself. And yeah. she grew up on her own like as an emancipated minor and she took care of herself, but she had like a guardian and her guardian was a cool guy, but then she got a new guardian when she was older and that guy is a rapist. Yep. Right, but they drop hints every once in a while to something that happened in her youth. Yeah, they never say what it is. The evil. The big evil. And you're like, what's that? Then they never ever say what it is. is. Maybe they do in other ones, I don't remember. I'm sure they do. They do tell in the next one. I think I have a sense of what it is. Oh, it was because because Stieg Larsson, bibbidi-bobbidi. Stieg Larsson. The the basis of this character was, in real life, he witnessed his friend getting gang-raped, and he didn't do anything. He just watched. And, and that fucked him up. And yeah, he up watched. <laughs> Yo, he watched. But that is probably part of it, or definitely alluded to, I think. It's clear that there's been a sexual trauma in this woman's life. Yeah, I didn't read the other one, so I don't know. The, I don't either, and I never read them. And but I, there's, definitely enough, there's definitely enough hints to say, oh, yeah, she's sexually traumatized. There's some incident that, like, yeah. you know. And it happened when she was young. Yeah. I saw the movies. And the fact that they keep going back to like her sexual history and how that's like focused on and you know always like referred to kind of makes you feel as though, oh, was that did that change her life? Yeah. And then there's also a thing which they mentioned when her mother dies later in the book. It's like, well, now I'll never be able to ask my mother about right. that. Yeah. So you know that their mother either was complicit or uh, didn't stop it or whatever the fuck it is. And the mother was also somehow affected because the mother didn't, or maybe the mother was affected by something else. The mother didn't recognize who the daughter was anymore. Right. Maybe she has like she might like have Alzheimer's. But you couldn't have been that old. The girl's twenty four. Yeah, it was like severe brain damage, actually, which yeah. you find out later. It doesn't. Okay. T- and this book doesn't tell you at all. Later books. Yeah. So some dark, awful thing happens to this girl, and uh, we have this beer. It's called Baba Black Locker. So. Uh, yeah, Elizabeth is a weird antisocial misfit. I don't know what you else you call she's her. She's angsty. She's for reasons angsty, yeah. for certainly legitimate reasons. She's had it tough, and her her guardian rapes her a bunch, and then she blackmails him. And, and, oh, know. that's a badass revenge scene. That would yeah, yeah. That's Quite. like halfway through the book, though. Yeah, she she, she revenges him, and she tattoos "I am a rapist" and a pig on his chest, and a sodomite. And yeah, because he, he anally rapes her. Because she asks her earlier when he's like, what do you think? Because she went, all right, so her thing, whenever she's being asked questions or spoken to and she's not interested or whatever, she just doesn't respond. She'll just sit there and be like, nothing. So he asks her a bunch of questions and one of them is like, do you like anal sex? And she's like, no, I don't like any, there's nothing pleasant about being fucked in the ass. And he's like, oh, all right, nope to self. Yeah. He's pretty much a evil as shit dude. He is a predator for yeah. sure. And because she's in this weird Swedish, you know, legal status, yeah, she's, she's twenty four. She's she's uh, registered as mentally deficient. Like she's she's not capable of caring for herself. 
That's even though she's thing. even though she's clearly like mm-hmm. super yeah. smart and capable. Yeah, we later find out that she has a photographic memory. That was the weirdest part of the whole book. When he's really? like, oh, you have a photographic memory? And Sharon's like, no, I'm a freak. He's like, yeah. dude, that's really not that big a deal. That's pretty cool. But it's, it's impressive, yeah. yeah it's, good good I mean, on you. Cool, thanks. Well, because her whole persona is built on, like, I don't, she doesn't like herself. And she doesn't like people paying attention to her. Yeah. So we're going to skip ahead. And he's like, I need an assistant to do all this background research and all these cryptic notes I found of ladies' names and numbers. What do they mean? Well, because she has... He finds so out. So she had did so when the the Vanger guy was going to hire Bloomquist. He had the security company do a do a research report on her on him. Uh, Solanders Elizabeth is the one that did the research. Uh, he Bloomquist reads the report and finds out that uh, he looks at it and finds a thing in there quoted where she clearly couldn't have found it anywhere it except like on his hard drive on draft his computer. Something. So he immediately goes, "Aha! She's a hacker." Back when that was cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she knows ones and zeros. And so he shows up at her house the next day. With bagels. With bagels. And says, not, I'm angry at you. He says, I want to hire you. I want to need a research assistant. I will pay you in bagels. <laughs> <laughs> and because she's so weird, she's like, wait, I don't want you in my house, but I do want a bagel. Look at him. He's on the DL, very handsome. I might want to suck his dick later. We have a beer for Maybe that. next. So wait. <laughs> 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 Maybe next chapter I'm gonna want to want that dick, but for now I just want the bagel, and that's what they do. And they, she decides to go work with him and find the mystery. She's like, I have nothing else to do. I've saved eighty thousand kroner, which is like seventeen bucks. I'm good for six minutes. <laughs> six minutes of research. <laughs> yep, with my sweet MacBook or whatever the fuck she had. She How had, many times she had like they a, mentioned the MacBooks? I, mean, I think hers oh. was like a super. Like nerd computer for oh, the time, but they, for the yeah, they're like it has no. It was just a really expensive MacBook. Drives, it was actually. an expensive MacBook. <laughs> yep. Oh, okay. Was it? I it was like an alien. I think, they, I think it was shit. a really <laughs> expensive MacBook. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff though in the book where they're like her souped up motorcycle. Wait. She did everything to that motorcycle to keep it just outside of the law. And then you're like, <laughs> but that motorcycle can only do 85 miles per hour. That doesn't strike me as the most like fast and furious motorcycle on the, the road. law is 83 miles an hour because it's because it's a metric. <laughs> yeah, like that's a round number in kilometers. But there was some weird shit that they harped on throughout the book. Yeah, they, they, there was some weird stuff where they tried to make it everything seem more like ooh intriguing or like badass than it really was. Like, ah, eh, really? I don't know. Okay, cool. Yeah, it was kind of kind of bleh. So anyway, she decides to work with. The Bloomquist and does some research. She finds searches through a lot of like crime logs and newspaper articles and finds. I did like that. The uh, first thing she finds, she just does it by literally googling the name. Yeah, just finds it. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, oh, here it is. (laughs) Google. This was uh, when he was writing it, which was probably like 1999, 2000, somewhere around there. Google was like a very new thing. Or Google, it's not that it was unknown, but there were. Lots of other search engines, you know. She didn't ask Jeeves. She didn't ask Jeeves. <laughs> she did Google instead, exactly. I kept binging it and couldn't find anything. <laughs> Bing did Bing. not exist. I only checked my Nexus search. Only in Sweden. Alta Vista. <laughs> yeah. I logged on to Prodigy and I looked for the things on the internets. So she finds uh, other women who had been like brutally murdered through the 1950s and 1960s in, in really Sweden and ways. connects them to this weird... Diary that Harriet, the missing girl, had written down but left behind, and sort of one of the clues. And aha, she finds this in really just a matter of days. You know, so this is like She's definitely really good. This forty-year-old clue that everybody has looked at. And they're like, cops have code. never used Google before. 
Well, in 1968, they didn't have Google, so I'll give them that. But they have a list of names in the back of her address book or something, or her journal. Her it's journal, a bunch yeah. of names. And it's Magda, and it's like a bunch of numbers. It's like, oh, they didn't find this because it was her first name. They went by her middle name. Like, okay, still, I think they But the, it, was it. it was the numbers. They were like, I think that's a phone number, because that's what phone numbers look like in Sweden. And I go, all right, that's weird. They're four numbers long? It was like six numbers. Six numbers. It well, was, it was, it was a Bible numbers were different even in, yeah. in, in the state. It was, it was, it was, was, five, five, it was five numbers. It was three, and then two numbers, and then two numbers, because it was book, verse, ver- chapter, verse. Because it turns out they were Bible verses. So it was right, five numbers. numbers. Which, the only purpose uh, Blomqvist's daughter serves, she's in one scene of the book, right, mm-hmm. is to give him that clue. His, he that has she a daughter. Her religion. And yeah. she's like now randomly religious, and she's like, Hey, Father, thank you for letting me stay here tonight. I love your Bible quotes. See you later. I'm sorry. See you later. And then she disappears, and he's like, oh, they're Bible quotes. What do they say? And they're all like, if a woman lays with a bull, you shall cut her head off and put it in a fire in her vajayjay. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, that's that's the Bible for you. I don't know. I can't argue with God. Why is his daughter harping on those? Why Why are those favorite ones? Yeah, oh, I love those. Those are my favorite. I love me some Quote Leviticus. all the time. <laughs> that's, that's what the young people are into these days. It's extreme Bible. <laughs> extreme. If a woman touches a man while she's on her period, you shall cut off her head and burn it in a fire. That is her fountain. <laughs> that is a beautiful phrase. It's a religion of love. And then she just identifies that shit. But like, why does she even know that? She's like, oh, 3, 28, 17. Oh, that's Leviticus. Of course. Even yeah. if you put yep. that shit in front of a, a hardcore Bible nut. Well, she's learning them in order. She started at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. like, I haven't gotten up. I just finished Exodus. <laughs> I'm looking forward to three. Deuteronomy is going to be awesome. It is crazy. I can't wait for numbers because <laughs> I know a lot of those. <laughs> I have 10 fingers. It's outrageous. It's so stupid. And then, then she disappears for the rest of the book. <clears throat> yep. Never to be seen again. She exists. She's not in the end at all? She is at the end when he's like, for Oh, minute. Father, I'm so glad you're back. And gives yeah, her a Christmas present. She's like, a And he's like, Sorry, I was a shitty dad. He's like, It's cool. Because that's yeah. what. You've given me the new Ace of Base tape. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, Salander uh, uh, finds this information. Then she goes up to northern Sweden in the island. Hit Hedeland. Hedestad. 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 Uh, headstand. <laughs> uh, to start doing more research there. And of course, she's a very odd looking person in, in town. She's Everyone's a goth like, midget. Yep. In a, in a country full of six and a half foot tall blonde people. And then, after they've been working together for really only like three days. They bang. Yep. I want to bang. Down. She's like, yo. Totally. Yes. I want to bang. He's like, we haven't <laughs> known each other that long. He's like, I don't give a fuck, son. I just want the fuck. I want your old D. Pretty much, which leads us to this beer, <laughs> which I saw in the store Give and was like, I can't believe that's the name of a beer, but it totally <laughs> works for this. And this is going to be Mike's favorite beer of the night, I'm What sure. is this, Nate? This is a Imperial Stout Ooh. brewed with mango, coffee, and vanilla, oh and it is God. 16% oh alcohol. God, I just, God, I just What? God damn. Oh, my God. I just stuck cum to my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's called Collaborations Are for Lovers. Who the fuck makes this? This is Stillwater. Definitely smells like coffee. Yeah, it takes coffee for reals. And it has uh, some other names on here because it's a collaboration, I'm sure. I see the name Sleeping Giant and Logan House. Wow. Wolverine made it. This is an interesting one. It's really good. This is very is, strong. Uh, there is, I do not taste I that alcohol. Feel. I do. Yeah, I, I can feel it. That's delicious. I don't get... I don't, I don't know what I get out of this. I have to just keep drinking it. I get the coffee. Until it's all gone. It's coffee. Then I'll the, know. It's really very coffee at the very beginning and at the very end. But between that, that's when I like it. 
it's like a I just have to keep drinking it, not stop. Coffee otherwise. martini type thing where you yeah you get a bit of the coffee. And there's something spiked. Thing? Yeah, oh, that sounds terrible. Like espresso martini or something. Oh, yeah, it's the worst. This is an interesting beer. I have to say, I don't love this as much as I thought I would, or nearly as much as Nate thought I would. <laughs> Which I can see I why he thought you would. I know because this is the totally it's not the as kind dark as I thought it would be. I, so that's that's the first thing I noticed. It looks like a barley wine or something. Yeah, it's way lighter. It does it does have a barley wine vibe. It is delicious. I'll give you that. But it does not have the girth, stout kind of qualities yeah. I'm expecting. True, it's it's a little it's a little thinner. It's by no means thin, but it's not a hefty beer. I mean, I've had we've had we have had 16 percent alcohol beers and lived to tell the tale. Those usually have like a heft to them, you know. It, it literally burns a little. They oh. they hit you in every part of your body as it passes through. This is kind of dangerous in that respect because it doesn't taste like that. You know, they're like, this is pretty tasty and interesting. And you'd keep sipping it if you didn't know how strong it was. So they're hanging out on the island and Steve, not Steve Larson, but I say Steve Larson because it's basically his own fantasy fetish novel. Mm-hmm. Steve. Like this is what he wanted his life to be. He wanted to be an investigator and bang short goth chicks. He'd bang every Swedish woman. That's true. Yeah. There's the hot, high-powered publisher, Erica Hamburger, <laughs> who just wants his fucking dick. Then there's... His, and her lame husband. Who's not even like in the book. Yeah, he's not. He just sucks. He you talk about like how he does... He's like, this guy sucks. I don't know why she married him. But we bang still, so whatever. But they don't want to be together. It's not like they want... To, it's not like a romance thing. No. It's purely about the bone. It's just a dick meat sandwich. <laughs> and uh, she's the bread. Yeah. So, she's the bread. And then he bangs the fucking hacker girl, Lizbeth. And also the... the neighbor. The, na- the, the hot older lady. Which is where I got this beer for. It's called Elder Betty. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's in her 50s. <laughs> Which like, is Michael's age. He's no, a, he's, he's in, in his, his 40s. 40s. He's younger. He's oh, like really? 42. No, I pictured him older than that. No, I guess you're right. And this is from, uh, is that Magic Hat? It's a Magic Hat. It's an elderberry beer. He did not wear a Magic Hat when he, he did didn't. It, in he fact, he did pregnant. He also didn't do it with Lisbeth. When he's like, no, no, we shouldn't. And she's like, no, no, I want that dick. He's like, it's probably not appropriate. She's like, I want that dick now. He's she's like, aggressive. I don't, I don't have a condom. And she says, screw it. <laughs> Literally. End of chapter. And Death. you're like, whoa. She meant me. <laughs> not it. That, that sweet puss. <laughs> so what is this? What is this sound there, Eli? Elderberry Weiss. Oh, God. Tell me about the Weiss. Everyone in this book is Weiss. They're all They're Weiss. All <laughs> the Weissest out there. They're pure Weiss. It smells, Especially the it smells Nazi like branch of the flame family. Very wise. The most wise. Uber wise. <laughs> Edelweiss. Oh, what does that even mean? It's just the name of a flower. Yeah. Is that it? it I know is. it's a shitty like song, right? Why? In the sound of music, yes, it is. So I don't. I'm going to say outside of Mar- Monty Python, I don't know what an elderberry is. It's a kind of berry. It's what your mother smells like. I, I know that. <laughs> I know it's what my mother smells like. It's when you no, leave it's that father. You have to mother was a hamster. Oh, your father, father smelled of elderberries. You can make you, wine from you it. Have to, uh, you have to one. take a bunch of berries and you leave them out. They're older berries. Yeah. <laughs> so you won't find a single one in Lolita. No, no, no. no. <laughs> All those berries are young and fresh. But it's a berry. Sure. Okay. So you make wine from it. That just tells me, yeah, sugar. What does it taste like? What's an elderberry? Can you go to a store and buy one? I've Moth, never s- mothballs. Mothballs have a distinct old lady taste. That is older. I guess. <laughs> I meant. see where you're going. Okay. I, I got there eventually. Saint Germain is a it's a liqueur made with elderflower. I've never had that. Yep, oh, it's delicious. I mean, all liqueurs are actually pretty delicious, so I believe you. Yeah, throw uh, Saint Germain in anything. It's delicious. Well, this, this, is awesome. this is interesting. Try this. I guess this tastes like elderberries. Yeah. Somebody told me this was blueberry or blackberry. Yeah. 
Barry. Right. It's, it's a Barry. Uh, yeah. Not Blackberry, Barry, but Barry Gordy. Blueberry. Yes. I'd be mowed down, mowed down with that. <laughs> I mean, this beer doesn't make me stop in the name of love, but it's pretty good for doing mowed down bones. I wouldn't tell it, I want you back. But <laughs> I don't, I, this is a berry flavor, sure. It's tasty. It's interesting. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's berries good. are, you know, they all have a similar berry Man- vibe. What? Manilow? You say Manilow? That's <laughs> what I said, yes. <laughs> I was just it worried took three days of sleep deprivation and drinking for him to join in on shitty puns. <laughs> Nate is writing the songs that make the whole world sing right now. Nick is gonna, uh, Nate is going to fill his cup of cabana. <laughs> Nate, you came and you gave without taking. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I regret saying anything. I'm sorry. I will never speak again. <laughs> I will never make a pun again. Thank you for opening the Barry Manilow door. <laughs> I picked this beer because he fucks an elder Betty throughout the good middle part of the book. And and he goes to jail in the midst of that. He has, oh, i got to take my three months off to go to jail because that's the thing. I can just go when I want. So he bangs her out. He goes to jail. And he comes back. She's like, oh, I fell in love with you. I'm like, really? Why? Because he's got that good dick. I mean, yeah, but any more than that. And she's like, we shouldn't see each other anymore. I need to get over you. Have you ever I... seen what Sweden looks like on the map? That's what his dick is like. Weird and lumpy? It's, but it hits all the spots. <laughs> it's like Sweden plus Norway. Okay. Another thing that happens, uh, another part of the mystery is that Blomqvist finds some pictures. Oh, did you mean he... Blomqvist? <laughs> yes, that's what I meant. Um, <laughs> he Nate's goes to the local like, newspaper office and looks through all their archives. And they've and saved finds every pictures. picture they've ever taken. Yeah, because it's an amazing back to the 60s. billion and one chance. Well, oh, yeah, yeah this, this part with the pictures for sure. There's just no way. So, coincidentally, the Vangers also own the local paper. So, he has complete access to the archives of the newspaper, including every picture that every mm-hmm. photographer took. Ever. And not just the published ones, but right. all of their negatives and all of the, you know, all the ones that they... Well, he goes there because he sees a picture in the family photos where the missing girl is looking off to the side in a picture and she looks scared. He's like, oh, she must have seen something scary. Yeah. I've got to find she... what she was looking at. And he finds that in the background of that one, there's someone taking a picture. And so, no. Because yeah. there's a third level of pictures. Yeah. He, yeah. he says, I have to find out <laughs> what that is. And he finds the newspaper photo, which shows a different angle. And in that angle... He finds someone taking a picture at that moment, and he finds that of the person. Thing she's looking yeah, at. they find that person, and the guy is dead, but his wife is there. He's like, of course, I have that picture. <laughs> it's our honeymoon. Well, but who, he doesn't even get it that easily. First, he's like, oh, that. He, he goes to, like, deep ask. through. Look at all these pictures of the girl. She looks so happy, and now she looks sad. And then he goes through it, and they realize there's a car that has like a bumper sticker on it or something. <laughs> oh, and yeah. they track it down to a defunct. Like nail factory store, yeah, it's or whatever like a, the fuck like a, it's it like is. a union shop or some shit for like, like, a, lumber. like a, the Home Depot of Sweden. And then they go there, and then it's like, oh yes, yeah, I don't look your sale to them. And then they go Herring there. Herring Depot. What's that? Herring Depot. Yeah, they just sell, <laughs> sell pickle, the, the fish are Nate's pickled in on so it again. strongly. He made the puns he couldn't resist. <laughs> so then they go there, and then the people are like, I don't know who that is. Maybe it's Pear's son. And then they go over and they ask Pear, and he's like, It's not my son. Maybe it's Stieg's son. And then they go, It's not my son. Maybe it's Abin's son. And they got like walk around fucking Sweden asking every ancient Swede, Hey, do you know these people? And eventually someone's and like, The third person they ask, Oh, yeah, I know that. I know exactly who that is. That's Anita's son. Oh, yes, you go to her and ask her who the picture is. And then they go to that person's house and, like, Hey, you want some coffee? Because that's all they do. <laughs> and in he, said, he said, he said, the guy, the Michael 
Bloomquist is like, at that point, he already had 13 cups of coffee, but he felt it was rude to refuse, so he kept drinking more coffee. And he just shit his brains and out. They make, it, they make it by, like, they warm it up in a pan. Is it, are they making, like, Turkish coffee? What are they doing? Yeah, they, they fucking pour it into a pan and warm it up that way. I don't know how the fuck it's Turkish. I don't know if it's, like, thick or something like but that. Turkish but Turkish coffee is, like, you put, um, you have, like, like, a carafe sort of thing that you put the very, very finely ground, ground stuff. Yeah. And you put the water and you boil that, and then you you pour it in a way to keep the like, you know you pour it slowly, keep all the chunks out, so the grounds stay one way. It tastes like fucking. I've had Turkish coffee in Turkey, not to brag, but I've had it, and it tastes like fucking coffee because coffee tastes like ass. Yeah, it's like, hey, do you want to taste the thing that tastes like a camel's I asshole? It's delicious. I, I mean, I've had, I like at the time when I drank that, I was a huge coffee drinker, and I do like the taste of coffee as an ingredient. I just don't like the taste of coffee by itself. I'm yeah. Colombian. What the hell can I say? So then they find this one, which is like, I have those pictures. And then they look at the pictures, and they're like, uh, that's not really helping us at all, is it? Yeah. Womp, womp, womp. Let me go back and bang out my midget girlfriend. <laughs> so now we're getting into, not exactly the end of the book, but the end of the, it's like, It's a very real sudden resolution. Yeah, so yeah, they, you, like, you discover a clue. They see, like, a patch on a jacket in the old picture, and then they ask an old person uh, back, at the, back at the house, back at the... Uh, Island, who is that? Oh, that's a very young Martin Vanger, the current CEO of the company. He goes, oh, hmm, that's weird. Is that what Harriet was afraid of? And meanwhile, you've met Martin. He's the book. only other real character in the book. So, of course, and he's, he's got to be the bad guy. And he's nice. And he's like, oh, God, we'll have pickled herring. And they <laughs> hang out. First, a course of meatballs. <laughs> just, he's a nice dude. And the picture, and there's an, another picture they find, too, right? He's in, he's, they find two pictures of him. Yeah. I forget where the other one comes from. There's another the one. Picture it's, was, it's in the uh, archives of the company, of, the, of the, oh, yeah, some yeah, like yeah. company thing, company picture they took, and he's wearing the same jacket, and he's like, oh, that's who it is. Oh, my God. And she then, was scared of him. And so Why? he, Bluequist, goes to his house to sort of like confront him, and then gets tied up in his rape dungeon. Yeah, I mean, it kind of escalated. It's like, he could have just said, oh, I just got back for the weekend, and she was surprised to see me. It couldn't have been like, she knew I was a rape murderer. Like, he could have just played it off real easy. Yeah. He really just. She was mad at me that weekend because I had fucked her friend. Yeah, that, I mean, he could have made. Could have done literally anything. It's like she scared me because she knew I took a shit in her bed. <laughs> she was so that's, upset. That's what brothers do. <laughs> I Sweden. dropped some meatballs in her bed. <laughs> anyway, so this guy who turns out to be a terrible rapist serial killer with the brown sauce. <laughs> he's been he's been murdering. He's been murdering uh, immigrants and prostitutes like for like for like forty years. He's been getting these um, vulnerable women from Russia and Moldova. Like people and like the fuck when, else. You, when you kidnap them, no one knows they're even gone. And he's yeah. just been like murdering them, like one or two a year. He's like, remember when we had dinner here a few weeks ago? There was a lovely young girl down here right now dying. I was like, ha 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 ha, fun. It's yeah. very cold. I'm very bored here. But he learned it from his father. Yeah, and his that's father trained him. You, you taught me how, Dad. I learned it from you. My favorite line. That's why they were like, someone was killing back in the 50s. It couldn't, how the fuck could he been killing this long? But it was a different person. Well, they mentioned at one point, they're like, maybe it's a maybe it's a copycat or maybe it's someone who taught someone else. Yeah. And I got to say, like most detective novels, there's no way for you as the reader to solve this. You kind of have to guess, because um, it's either one of the characters or a completely unknown person. Right. So like, thinking- And there's only him. So thinking of the books we've read that were been mysteries, The Alienist is one of those books it's where it's a like, rando. random person who did it. 
than this book and the snowman. other the snowman. It's like it was the other was guy the, in the, the book. Other man with no nipples in the book. <laughs> yeah, no nipples, zero nipples. <laughs> if you can't tell they're cold, you don't know what they're up to. Especially <laughs> in a cold country. It's a very important. So yeah, it's like oh oh. I remember reading it. I sat for like five hours straight reading this book. It's and something you can just burn through. It took me probably seven hours to read this whole book, yeah. which is a good amount of time for a book this short. It but was there's, an hour, there's an hour on either side of the actual story. Yeah, you could have skipped. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're like, uh, uh, I guess I'll keep going. The thing we forgot to mention is that he said he'd do this uh, investigation. It's like, if you figure it out, I'll give you the goods on that guy who had you locked up and set you up. We got the oh, evidence. yeah, that was like the big... And he was like, good, I hate that fucking dick. I'll He's do from it. Norway. That Norse bitch. Before you offered that, I was going to say, no way. But now that you have that guy, I say, yes, why? Your way. <laughs> so anyway, Bloomquist is, Bloomquist is stuck down in the dungeon. But luckily, the girl also figures with it the out. The one with the dragon tattoo? That's the one, yeah. Is it the one who kicked the hornet's nest? Also the same girl, but she hadn't kicked it yet. Had oh, she played so. with fire yet? I mean, no. technically she had played with fire. Technically, w- was yeah, she walking no. into the spider's web? That's oh, the new God. one. That's we, we, need to, we need to address this. that, oh, yeah. too. Oh. That little issue. But um, did not know. Book book four and a half or whatever it is. Did he write it? Book five. No, because uh, he was dead. Uh, yeah. That's what oh, So anyway, okay. she figures it out, and then she rescues him. How the fuck did she figure it out? She figured and it out she, from totally different. She looked at, she had totally set up like clues. spy cameras all over his oh, house. Oh, he was like, the, the evil guy was trying to like break into their house after they found a dead, disemboweled cat on their yard. Oh yeah, the cat right. that he'd been giving hot, open roast beef sandwiches <laughs> to the whole, and cuts of coffee. <laughs> Have this coffee. Have so, this coffee and roast beef. And <laughs> he's been feeding a cat. It's a very cat. Swedish cat. Good, good cat food. <laughs> Make you big, strong yeah. cat. Anyway, she figures out. She rescues him by hitting Martin in the in the head with a golf club <laughs> that she randomly finds. Well, rich white people always have golf clubs nearby. He he like Fact. runs away. Like he like manages to gets get in, past her. Gets into runs a away, sports car. Gets into his car and then immediately drives straight into somebody. Like kills himself. Yeah. He drives into like an oncoming truck that happens to well, be on yeah. the road. He in the same spot as mm-hmm, yeah. as the original accident that never let anyone leave. In like a James Bond scene, he admits to everything he had done. He tells all the secrets of his backstory, oh, yeah, his own story of like how his father had done stuff. His father stuff. used to rape him. He forced him to rape his sister. Yeah. So he all made him shit. rape his sister. But like also, the one, the one who disappeared. The he, one who disappeared is his sister. He, he doesn't. He, he said he claims he did not kill because Harriet. Steve Larson. Uh, not Steve Larson, but it's Steve Larson. Michael Blomkist thinks. Martin's the guy who killed whatever her name is. Harriet, right? Harriet, the missing girl. And he's like, what did you do to... What was that guy's name? Harriet? Harriet. Harriet. And he's like, you tell me! What did you... What do you know? And it's clear Martin has no idea what happened to Harriet. What and a twist. Steve, uh, what a twist. And it's M. Night Shyamalan up in this bitch. <laughs> and Steve M. Larson's guy is in a... M. Night Shyamalan. He's in a... He's in like a... He's in like a choker. A noose. Yeah, yeah. That leaves a welt on his neck for weeks. He got a wicked boo boo. <laughs> <laughs> well, that pale white skin, anything's yeah. going to show on it. Come on. He got a, a choke hickey. And he's sitting there and he's like, I, I don't know. I didn't do it. I thought you killed her. He's like, I wish I knew. I want to find out. Because that bitch, she's just a bitch. And he goes, like, she's, she's a piece of shit bitch. I hate women and that bitch and woman bitch. And like, he just goes extreme into hating women. 
like well, he'd been instantly. Killing, he'd, been, he'd been killing them for decades. But he like, on his own sister, he turns so quickly into just, I hate her, and she's a piece of garbage. Well, his dad didn't force him to rape her. He only and forced then, him to rape her a couple he, times, and then he, he was like, let me carry on daddy's legacy. And he killed his this. own dad, yeah? He drowned him? No. She did. She she did. We don't know that yet, though. We don't know that yet. Really? Oh. No, no, we no, you're right. All right, yeah. So That's in the nine-year epilogue. Yeah. It was like the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Like, didn't this end 100 The Return ago? of the King. <laughs> so uh, the he's like, I, I want to know what happened to my sister too, but she didn't accept what we were about, that we were about killing. Yeah, she wasn't into that whole like rape-murder scene. What a bitch. She wasn't like, let my dad and my brother fuck me sometimes, and then we kill a woman from Belarus. Really unaccepting. She was very close-minded. <laughs> Belarus wasn't a country at the time. Whatever you called it. Uh, sorry, this is, yeah, that's right. This is pre the fall Soviet of the Berlin Wall. Yeah. But, all right, fine. Random woman from Western Soviet Union. We're going to kill her and rape her and torture her in the dungeon. And then, but you know what's never explained? Or maybe I missed it. Did the Bible quotes have anything to do with anything? I think for the father, it did. He but would, for the son, Martin didn't No, he just, he just liked killing and murdering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just like, liked rape murdering. He like, didn't, it's he like daylight like, savings time. It's like daylight savings like, time. Like, I gotta, the, go, I gotta the, go kill me a bitch now. The dad stuff was more you know, like public and they found them their bodies in all these fucked up weird ways and shit. But Martin had just been killing and just dumping them in a river and they never found them. They never knew they were even gone. It so made, there was no biblical allusion to it. It was like, oh, I just, I'm just, this just gets me off, you know. But he said something truly upsetting to me, which is hard to believe that I could be upset by anything based on the things I say on the show <laughs> and based on the things we cut out of the show. <laughs> <laughs> He said this thing, and I was like, oh, God, that's, oh. He talks about the thing that he enjoyed the most was seeing the disappointment in their faces when they mm-hmm. realize they're still going to die. Yeah. Because the women go, kind of go through, like, all these phases of grief or whatever that fuck that is. They figure if they just listen, he'll let them go. If they listen, if they do what he says, if they're compliant, if they'll be good, and he'll let them go. And at a certain point, he's like, no, I'm still going to kill you. And then they're all just like, oh, God damn it. And he talked about that gloatingly. And that, I found that upsetting physically. I was like, oh, that's fucking it's, vile. It's a, it's a downer. But like the idea of like looking at the, oh, oh, you thought you were going to get away? No, 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 no. This is my own private hostel where I just torture women all day. That part really bothered me for some reason. As a man who doesn't hate women, I'll say, that was like really like, oh, gross. It's, it's dark. Beyond dark. Boo, boo on you. Bad Martin. Bad. He's Shame. A re- he's a right. real douchebag. He dies. Yeah. Yeah, he crashes. But he dies a coward's pussy dickhead death. <laughs> it's like a big fucking asshole. He just kills himself. But he, like, makes someone kill him, you know? Like, he crashes his car into a fucking 18-wheeler He's got to ruin that guy's day. Yeah, that guy has so much paperwork now. <laughs> yeah. And then. Out the paperwork. I mean, <laughs> we haven't got it before, but in the end, he never reveals that Martin was a serial killer. And that, so this, yeah, oh, the oh, truck okay. driver could have at least felt like, well, fuck that guy. He sucks. But he never knew. He never knew. Yeah, he, th- he thinks he just had he just, a he terrible he just, day. He thinks he just killed, like, the CEO of one of the biggest Swedish companies. And he ruined everyone's life I in this town. Sweden. <laughs> but no. You saved a whole bunch of itinerant Russian women. And that's 84% through the book. Yeah. You're like, where the <laughs> fuck is happening now? What's is there a really long, is there like, a, appendix? Is or? there an index? Like, what? If as I read the book on the Kindle... And sometimes on the Kindle, oh, fuck you. Sometimes on the Kindle, there's like 12% index. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck, that book's over. I thought it was going to keep going. And now I'm just looking at like, A, asshole, B, butthole. You know, like you just look at the things. <laughs> I don't know what you're reading, but <laughs> I think that's, that's what, what you read in the butthole dictionary. Uh, the dictionary. So you read that and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. 
So whenever I look at a book, like when you read this book, it looks pretty long. It's like, let me see if there's like a, an appendix, an index, uh, an about the author. At what percent does the book actually end? Because Kindle is not able to determine when the story ends and when like the text ends. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't really give a fuck about his childhood in Uppsala. Like if, if it's about the author for 10 pages, I want to know when I'm done reading this the sure. book. But I, I realize like, no, this is actually still more book. Yeah. A lot more, yeah. It's way, way too much. Way too much. Do we, well, we don't need to go into all of it, but let's just say, let's just say uh, uh, Michael realizes Harriet's still alive, or he realizes Anne how to find her. So he finds Harriet's cousin, who's living in, cousin, right? Not Anita. Anita, who's been living identical in, sister. She's been living in London. They go, and Elizabeth gets a hacker friend to tap her phone, tell her, oh, Martin's dead, everything's okay now, then... Oh, yeah, there we go. Uh, which leads us to, you know... How they do that. How they do that, which is through the hacking tools of the trade, which is the name they of the They use spirit. AIM, because it was 2001. <laughs> <laughs> this is when it gets, like, Ocean's Eleven. Like, suddenly, like, there's there's plots and people oh, tapped obs- into things and technology that we now know. That's stupid. <laughs> that can't be. Well, this beer is called Thank Tools you. of the Trade. <laughs> this is also by Industrial Arts. I say also because we've had other beers with theirs in the past, not today. This is by Industrial Arts. <laughs> and this is a X IPA because it's pornographic. It smells nice. It's 4.9% alcohol. Why does it say X IPA? What the fuck is that about? Is it no longer? Is like it quit being no an IPA? Idea. Yeah, it changed his mind. It's a trans IPA. It's truth. It's, it's truth. That's not okay, dear. It's nice. I got to say, after that collaboration is for lovers, that half of it I spill in my pants just now, is everything else is just kind of, it just pales, as the Swedes do in comparison. But this is, a, this is another good summer lawn, mowing, barbecue kind of beer. I would not want to drink this if I was, I mean, it's all about context, right? Like, I wouldn't want to hang out and drink indoors more like hanging out and talking about beer, because this is kind of get boring fast. But if I'm sitting outside and I have to drink something because I'm fucking sweating my cunt off, this is the beer to go to. I feel that. I can't tell you anything about the taste right now. It's pretty good though. Chris, it's got, it's got some. It's a bit bitter. It's got yeah, some hop. Just in enough. It's a. Yeah. It's a bright, not super bitter IPA. It's like a session IPA, I guess. Yeah. What's the uh, one to end on? Four point nine. Yeah. That's all day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All day. Or a day. Drink forty-seven <laughs> of these. <laughs> so Blumpkin realizes that. Wait, I think that girl's still alive. And this is the biggest point in the book where I was like, "Where the fuck did you get that from?" <laughs> Because I, I read it really carefully. Uh, well, I, hope- I think it's because he assumed she was dead and that Martin had killed her, or the bad guy killed her. And then he said, oh, I didn't do it. Where the fuck is she? And he's like, oh, he didn't do it. Therefore, no one did sir. it. So, I so mean, there's mystery left. We must keep this There's book still going. a mystery, but it was way too long of a process. He's like, oh, she's still alive. And then they have this crazy, as you said, Ocean's Eleven kind of thing where they're like, uh, oh, let's go tap her phone in England, and we'll have this elaborate thing, and somebody will roll a seven on their die, and then... Well, it's, it's such a one in a million chance. The, the assumption is that when you confront Anita, that she will reach out to Cecilia. And sure enough, the Harriet. first thing she does... Huh? Harriet. Oh, Harriet. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. C- Cecilia's the one that That's Blumpkin so got older Blumpkin's Betty from. Anymore. Yeah, I'm getting, he was, getting the he old bag mixed up. Yeah, that she would reach out to Harriet. And that's around. where the tap is... And so they go through all this trouble to tap her phone on that one assumption. And it turns out to be true. Also, tapping, fo- tapping their phone was effortless for all these super hackers. Right. And so he finds her. And then there, she's like, please don't call me anymore. I'll send you a letter in the, in the post. It'll be there in nine years because I'm in Australia. And then, don't call me again. 
you dirty bitch. But have some pickled herring for me. And then it ends. <laughs> and then they're like, all right. No, it doesn't end. There's no, still it way should more, end, so but it much. doesn't. There's still a he ton goes, more. Whoa, that conversation oh, ends. The conversation. Okay. Not, the, not the book. No, the book didn't end. You're like, whoa, this is crazy. I can't wait for the next book. Oh, wait, here it is. This book never fucking ended. He goes to Australia and she's there and she tells him all the bad stuff. Oh it's my God. like a fucking tantric detective story. <laughs> and <laughs> then, no, you cannot, you cannot finish. You're not allowed to <laughs> finish until I say so. Well, then like after that, after that, there's still a whole lot more. Yeah. Because he has to come back to take down, he has to take down the whole evil industrial millennium and take down the evil Norwegian. Well, no, he finds out where Harriet is. He goes to get her, and they're cool, and goes to confront her. Finds her fucking beefcake hot son. (laughs) Look at that guy. That's a man. (laughs) That's how Chris Chris Helmsworth was born. Back in Australia, we would fuck him. Oh yeah. Oh my god, he'd keep you warm on one of those unending nights that last for six months. And they find this. They, they, oh, I'll tell you what my mom is. In Australian. And then he goes, and she's like this old Swedish woman sitting there, and he just speaks to her in Swedish. And everybody's like, "What? This book's in Swedish? Oh, mate, what? The, what, what, you what you saying, mate? Why are you speaking IKEA to her?" <laughs> and then she answers. She's like, "Please leave us, boys. I need to speak to this man and maybe have sex with him because oh, he's so goddamn it's a hot. Fucking dreamboat, kind of." <laughs> He's just the hottest man of Sweden. He was basically in ABBA. He's Bjorn? <laughs> or Bjorn? Sven? Felt After man, fucking yeah. him, woman felt Bjorn again. <laughs> so uh, then they're like, all right, all right, Ma, I'll go over here until the dingo eats you, blah, 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 blah. And then they just hang out over somewhere else, but like seven feet away, <laughs> and then listen to the whole crazy story in Swedish. And they're like, man, I can't believe my mom speaks Swedish. That's so weird. You'd think she would have made us more meatballs growing up. <laughs> <laughs> so then they're all hanging out. They're like, hey, talk to my mom. Yeah, maybe, blah, blah, blah. There's some and, shrimp on the Barbie. <laughs> that's not a knife. And then they hang out with her. And uh, the mom is like, no, that's cool. It's cool. I've got to go, kids. I'm going to fly we back to Sweden. We both really like ABBA. And she's like, gimme, gimme, gimme your love. And then they, she leaves because she's a dancing queen. <laughs> she flies 97 hours back to the Sweden and takes over the family business. Because everyone else is dead. But she goes, and then uh, Blum, Blumkin is like, hey, you want to have a Harriet? She's right here, you old man. And, and when he's the old in the hospital. Like, oh, my heart. And then he's like, no, no, relax. He was, he was in the hospital because he had a heart attack from all the upsetting things he learned. He's like, oh, my, my, my cousin was murdering women. Yeah. No, he had a heart attack before yeah. he found that out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's still like, he, that didn't help. <laughs> it's not like no. he was like, oh, I'm better now. So, it, bef- yeah, he has a heart attack just on the fact that, you know, Michael there has... some new evidence. Yeah, he has just new one evidence. piece of new evidence. Oh, God. She saw a spooky thing in a picture. Like, Fuck, I'm dead. It's like fucking Sanford and Son. Like, oh, the big one coming now. <laughs> like, he just fucking... <laughs> that's exactly what happens till this old Swedish douchebag. Is and that, then he waits, and he waits for for Bloomquist to like figure out the rest because it's like the end of Lord of the Rings. He's like, uh, <laughs> I have at least a hundred pages left in me. Don't rush me, bitches. And then, so in that hundred pages, all the shit happens. Elizabeth figures out how to hack Vernstrom and gets all the information from his computer, which then Michael uses to write an article that totally takes him down. And meanwhile, she, because she gets all his financial information, she like impersonates. Other people steals money out of his bank accounts and puts it in her own she bank accounts in Malta, like, a, like millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, like a like and gazillion, of millions a comically of dollars. large and, amount of money. Yep. 
And that whole part it happens real quick. It's like the the, mm-hmm. the last scene of Trading Places where all these things happen really quickly. And you're not quite sure what's happening when or why it's happening until the you know very end. But and then resolution. And then she yeah. rats him out to like the drug cartels that he was laundering money for, or dealing with, and they kill him. And that's the end of that. Mm-hmm. Well, because it turns out. So the thing that um, Blum, Blumkvist went to jail for was saying that he was like funding some sort of shell organization and like he's doing some bad stuff, Montenegro, whatever bullshit it was. But it turns out he's actually doing stuff way worse than that. Yeah. And she's and like, no, it was like a setup. Yeah, it they was gave a setup. Much right. fake information so they could he print it and he would go to jail, and so no one will believe him when he said the real stuff. And the real stuff, he just died. But then, but yeah, that, that was the story. Like, oh, he was he had been fed a face fake story. By his like middle school friend or something like that, right? Like some guy yeah. he knew. It was a guy who worked at the paper, and then the guy at the paper got a job with the evil guy's company. I was like, oh, he'd betrayed us. Fuck that guy until he's dead. But he, but like, he took them to meet people, and they told stories, and they, and there was a whole bunch of shit, and, and it was all like, lies. Too much intrigue in like crammed into that last part of the of the book. That could have been an entire other book. Yeah, it actually it should have been an entire other book because it did not make a difference in this one at all. Because here's the big question. What the fuck is the plot of the book? Is the plot of the book who killed Harriet Wanger or what happens to Wangerstrom, whatever his name is? Like, there's like two plots happening yeah. at once and it's not handled well. Yeah. One plot It's like a prologue and an epilogue and a real book. One plot is just there to like dress the other plot. I feel like if this book had, if this guy had lived and brought this to an editor and was like, here's my book and they were interested in publishing it, they would have been like, listen, you got to cut the beginning, thirty percent of this book, and then we'll have True. ourselves a tight thriller. So, okay, <laughs> there's a movie coming out this fall, right around the time when we release this episode. However, the movie is not the story you just heard because this the movie, movie this movie's already been done like twice. It's been done in Swedish. It's also been done in English with Daniel Craig as uh, Bloomquist. Bloomquist. That movie didn't like do well. I think, or at least they, they never bothered to make a sequel. They never Didn't bothered they? to make the second three movie the of Swedish the second one, book. Well, the the second book. and third books are fucking dumb. Or at least the movies. The movies were terrible. I don't know if the books were different. You watched the Swedish movies? Yeah, I watched all of them. Oh, God. There was a Swedish series, too. They did a, a, a six-part miniseries on Oh, it. that makes sense. This so is like the biggest thing come out of fucking Sweden. So Stieg Larsson... was not making any more records. Stieg Larsson died before any of these books were published. So the, so there, But there are two new books, at least two. They are not written by Steve Larson, obviously. They're written by somebody else who was just, like, given rights, you know, given, you know, oh, why don't you go Krieg write this for us? Krieg Larson. <laughs> it is not Krieg Larson. It is some other guy. Um, the movie that's coming Steve out this fall Larson. is of one of these new books. Oh, because So the book has come out, and the movie is going to come out? Yep. Of, of The Girl of the Dragon Tattoo, but it's the book, technically you could call it book four, but this is written by the new guy. Have you read not this the book? Guy. I did, just to see, because I knew we were going to do one of these episodes. It's actually even stupider than this one. Okay. All right, I'm not <clears throat> it gets to almost like science fiction levels of, st- of stupidness where with the hacking and where Solander is Hackers like can do a genius at quantum cryptography and astrophysics and, and like it really like science fiction astrophysics good. and like breaking encryption and stuff like that. Yeah, she's like a genius at both like physics and math and computer science and all this stuff at the same time. It really just becomes dumb. Well, one of the things that's kind of hinted out throughout this book, at least, is that she's autistic. Yeah, uh, that's another thing that bothered me, because not only is it hinted at she, that she's autistic, but she's a genius at everything except social skills. Which is not how autism no, works. No, that's not how it works. No. So what you would have called an idiot savant way back in the day, they're good, they would be good at one thing. 
counting toothpicks if you trust the film Rain Man. <laughs> or um, calculating... Like the day of the week you were, like, whatever date was. The day you were the born. Day, what day of the week is it going to be on November 12th in the year 3741? And they can just do that calculation really fast, which is difficult, but that's the only feat of amazing feat they can do. It's not like they're just a genius at everything math-related or everything computer-related or everything... It's just an easy plot device, though. I mean, yeah, it's very Hollywood. and it's very, very handy when you need a little mystery and you need something and you need a somebody to solve it. Oh, they just happen to be a genius at this particular task. Well, that's how that's she kind do. of functions. In fact, at one point, uh, Glumquist is like, "Oh, I think she has Asperger's. Yum." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, but that's not how Asperger's Asperger's works. No. It's like you want to just talk about fucking yellow cars all the time. Like it's not about you have an amazing mathematical skill and you're pretty social all the time. No, that's not how that works either. I mean, this kind of it, it. This has as much to do with autism as the film Rain Man has to do with autism. Actually, Rain Man has a little more to do with autism. A little more, yeah. At the end of the book, where she goes and buys him a Elvis Presley. Thing oh, like for his plaque? apartment, they, they yeah. Big statue, oh, they go. And then she see, then she sees him coming out of a bar with uh, burgers, hamburger, hamburger. Oh, she realized <laughs> she she, gets, she loves him. She was in love because she's the he's the first person she cares about because her whole life. And I haven't read the other books, but clearly she's had some sort of terrible, terrible experience. Right. But she's like, men are pieces of shit, and everyone's a piece of shit. This guy's not bad because he didn't want to fuck with me. I just well, she just wanted to fuck him. I, just to, I want that dick. She wants. She wanted to see she what the aisles James Bond dick. So she she buys him like a life size cut out of Elvis from 1957, <laughs> as one is wont to do for, for like someone eleven Perfect. And then she sees them, and what happens? She throws it away and she throws leaves. it away. Her heart's broken. Bookends. She's like, "Fuck that guy! I'm gonna go fuck some random douchebag with a stupid haircut from Hot Topic." <laughs> the end. That's exactly how it ends. Yeah. So the movie, but that doesn't seem like a, an Asperger's. You no. Know, not at type all. reaction or, or anything. I mean, it, it, it confounds too many things. It just takes the parts of autism that he needs yeah. and ignores the rest of it. That's exactly what it is. Which yeah. is what most books and movies do with it, I suppose. It's a convenient plot device. Uh, we need somebody who's good at solving a math problem. Let's make him targeted. Boop! There it is. Count the toothpicks. <laughs> and then that happens. Not having read the other books, does it keep coming up? Like, hurt? Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I didn't, read, I didn't read. The, I didn't read the other books. And then it translates into this cryptography thing later on. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the story? She must have been like viciously raped as a child. Is that the backstory? Oh, no. Spoil it. Go ahead. We actually never talked I'm about. Trying to the, remember exactly what it she was. She got like. But her, da- her dad was abusive in some way, probably yeah. sexual, but physically, and then she set him on fire. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he was a total asshole and set him on fire. Yeah. A total asshole. Which makes sense because her reaction to anybody who deserves. Some kind of retribution is pretty strong. She's like, yeah, I would kill mm-hmm. that person. Well, that's the thing at the end of the book, right? They're nature uh, versus nurture. What's the fuck his name? Martin. Wenger is like, let's just not tell anybody about oh, all right. this. Yeah. Like, let's be cool. Here's your kroner. And then Blum, Blumquist is like, mm, okay, maybe, I don't know. And he needs convincing. It's like, it's not his fault. He was raped by his dad. She's like, fuck that. People have troubled jobs all the time and they don't turn into rape murderers. And they turn like, into Me. hackers. <laughs> yeah. And that's and then he's like, no, no, but I'm getting some sweet, sweet payola, and I'm going to give you some. But she doesn't but care. I don't need it. She has to steal plan. all this guy's money. Yeah. She's so rich all of a sudden. She put all his money into fucking bonds, and then went there at the Bilderberg convention and took his money, <laughs> wearing a fucking wig, and then smuggled it out in her fuck. She boofed it out. <laughs> she boofed out millions, <laughs> millions of kroner. <laughs> and then 
And then, but she was like, oh, she made. By the way, the way she did that, there's no fucking way an autistic person could do that. Correct. To go like, I need to have like a bunch me, of fake identities and let me think. Disguises. I need to make sure I'm very flirty and make a scene with this outfit so people remember this. And let me buy some fake tits while I'm at it. Make sure that the tits are yeah. There. Yeah, they she did gets mention fake tits, that. right? Yeah, she gets fake. The like fake she, has, she has a. Outfits that make her look like she has I giant I think boots. in the later books, does she get the tetes inflated? I think that's part of the series. Because really? she constantly talks about her flat chest. And she's like, oh, I'm so disappointed. It's like an unassembled Ikea piece. <laughs> <laughs> it's very flat. This is like the side of a Halshanosian. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she gets, she gets some fucking injections there. It might be. I haven't read them, but I, I feel like I know. I feel like I read this one. Either way, she's she has the 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 frame of mind of like, no, let me make this persona is the distraction, the like big titted blonde stupid person that people lust over, and I spent give give, give big tips tips to other people, <laughs> and then I'll change into this costume and I'll take the money and I'll go away, but I'll also kind of like make an impression in a different way. And then I'll take all that money back to it's Sweden. Like a giant yeah. con. Again. It's like Ocean's, Ocean's 11. 11. Yeah, yeah totally. It feels like it. But just Ocean's 1. Absolutely. Ocean's, <laughs> one. Ocean's 1. Ocean's point eight. Yeah, she's really she's short. very short. <laughs> I have absolutely no interest in reading the other ones of these books at this point. I Did you say, like this book? I have to say I liked 40, 60% of it. I liked 60% of it. Yeah. You probably would have liked it more if the other parts hadn't been in it at all. Correct. There's a lot of filler. If the first... 15% and the last 15% were cut, I would have been able, I would have been like, you know what, that was a pretty good book. It wouldn't have been great. No. But because of so much crap that happened, where you're like, wait, why am I reading about this guy's apartment he had as a college student in the first part of the book? And later on, I don't care about the Ocean's Eleven stealing the fucking bonds in Kroner. And the rest, it was just really hard. Like the, the plot part was cool. It was a detective story. Yeah. And a well written detective story is always pretty fun. You know, it, no matter what. The, the middle chunk was good. It was fine, but that's how detective stories work. They give you like a little bit, of, a little bit of information, and you keep going. And every chapter, it's like like the, the Hansel and Gretel breadcrumbs. You know, you're like, yeah. what happens next? Let me just keep following this, and then it's the end of the book, and you're like, wow, that was a story, right? And that's all you, at the end of the day, can really want from a book. Yeah, you want more than that, you're going to be disappointed. If you want a good story, detective stories usually deliver. This one felt like it was horrifically badly edited. They might not have it because he was dead. So. His um his widow because they were never married. There's like some intrigue there. His uh he his wrote very own Erica Hamburgers. Hamburgers. <laughs> She's Irish now. She's McHamburgers. <laughs> the three books that he wrote were on his laptop as well as a fourth book. But because he, he and his his what in America we would call his common law wife were never married. When he died, all of that inheritance crap went to his dad or brother or something. They're the ones that made all the money. Oh. His wife, his girlfriend, didn't make shit. He died. Was like he had a cancer or something. He had a heart attack. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was so like was, a was chain sudden. smoker. You know, ate tons of processed food. Just like, a journalist. Yeah, <laughs> shitty diet, shitty lifestyle. Oh no. it, And it had he a heart attack. Didn't have, attack he didn't going have up enough pickled herring. Had a heart attack going up a flight of stairs or some shit. Well, you know, that's hard. Not even that hard. That's why you do one at a time on the steps. <laughs> Never do twosies. <laughs> <laughs> so he fucking croaked, and his wife had no say in what happened to these books. And his brother or father, or many of them both, actually, they made a shit ton of money off of this. Huh. And then his wife is like, whatever her name, whatever the status Inga. is. She's, I got this laptop. It's got a fourth book on there. Go suck a bag of dicks. 
assemble it yourself, and she <laughs> just keeps it. I'm not releasing it. So there's actually kind of like, I think she said it's like three quarters of a book. There's three quarters of another. So it could be the good three quarters, knowing his penchant for writing a quarter book that doesn't fucking well, matter. Well, do the other books follow the same format? The other books are way no. more connected. Like they're, the they're, two and three are like part one and two of one story. At least yeah, it yeah. felt that way. Mm-hmm, for sure. And uh, they're much more about uh, about Elizabeth. They're they're kind of more over the top, from mm-hmm. what I remember. I believe it. Okay. So does Michael still play a part in it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. but she she is definitely the main main character. I see. She's way more interesting than him. He's just but he's Steve Sweden's Larson's hottest man. He's just his fantasy. Like I want to be that guy. Oh, he's a journalist. He's I want to touch it. He's a journalist who bangs every old bitch in Sweden. <laughs> so anyway, uh, tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc, as in book club. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. Thanks for listening.